Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome, as always. Thank you for joining us. Delighted to be spending our Saturday with you. Uh, you can get us in many ways. If you want to listen to the show or you want to find us, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, Marsha Collier, I am at Real Mark Cohen. You can catch us on our computer and technology page on Facebook. And we are now doing something exciting and new, and that's our Twitter cast. And Marsha, tell us about it. Hi there. So if you're listening and you're seeing a Twitter cast on my account, which is at Marsha Collier on Twitter. There's a live Twitter cast, and uh, Uncle Bill's tweeting about it, and we want to say hi to Uncle Bill. You can tweet us live. There's Rock Christopher, Linda Sherman, Ray J. Gordon, Boomer Tech Talk, and, and you saw Jim Katzman. Uh, you do. can tweet to us live during the show. And if you don't have time with st- to stick with us on the Twitter cast, um, I tweet during the week. Just search Computer and Technology Radio on iTunes or <clears throat> iHeartRadio or any of the top networks, and we'll be there waiting for you so you don't have to stick right now. If you have to go do something on a Saturday, you can catch us in the archives. There you go. Absolutely. And also I want to give a quick plug to um, Distinguished Speaker Series, which I've been hosting for about 20 years, starts up next Tuesday if you're in the uh, Southern California area. And I'm going to be hosting Annie Leibowitz, the famed photographer. So I'm looking forward to that next Tuesday night. If you happen to be in the area and can get tickets, love to see you there. Uh, and how was your week? I had the flu all week, and I, uh, I tried really hard to cure the flu. Uh, for the first time in my life, I just stayed home. And I figure if I got the flu this early, then maybe I don't need the flu shot because I've already uh, got the protection of the flu. I'm kind of hoping that. Or and, maybe uh, if you would gotten the flu shot, you wouldn't have gotten the flu. Well, I didn't. I don't go to my doctor until this month, so oh. I'm not just going for a flu shot. Uh, okay. Jim Katzman just came online and said, I'm not missing much. Good to see you, Jim. <laughs> so, yeah, and last night, I will. We'll talk about it later. I saw a preview of Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh yeah. Which was I have a lot to say about it if we have okay. time. And I went to the Magic Castle last night, which is Fun for those of you who don't know, is a wonderful private club in Los Angeles that's filled with magicians, fabulous food, and wonderful people. So. Yeah, it's a great, great fun place to be. Good. All right. Well, uh, we and, and later in the show, I uh, attended an innovation technology conference for my company over the uh, last week, and, or this week, rather, and we'll talk about that. Found some interesting future tech stuff to talk about. We'll do that in the second segment. Um, and now you said you saw something about uh, Jaguar. This well, is interesting because well, you and well, I both suffer nothing, from this. I'm basically not talking about Jaguar here. Um, you know, Mark and I have talked a lot about when we use AR headsets. Mm-hmm. Well, mostly actually VR headsets. AR headsets don't really cause the problem, but VR headsets can tend to make you a little motion sick. Right. As well as standing too close to a huge screen in four, you know, 4K or now 8K, that you know the movement, your head can't work with it. And I never right. put two and two together. But it seems, you know, everybody's all whooped up about self-driving cars. Right. We'll talk about that later, by the way. It's one of the topics uh, that we talk a lot about. Well, one of the things that we haven't considered is the fact that 
what keeps someone from getting carsick in a car is being the driver. Right. That's it's true. never the driver that gets carsick. It's always the passengers. So what happens in a self-driving car? Everyone gets carsick. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. I personally for example, we went to this. We went to some dinners at the meeting I attended, and we took Uber there. And I was the first one to hop in the front seat of the Uber driver because there were a bunch of us. Because I didn't want to get stuck in the back because I know I suffer from this motion sickness. So I don't get motion sickness if I'm driving or I've been in the front seat, but I do in the back seat. And I'm not even sure why that is. Well, so that's you, because you're watching out the front window. Your eyes become focused on the cars ahead of you and the road mm -hmm. ahead of you. So your brain perceives, oh, we're about to make a turn. Brain perceives, oh, we're going to make a stop. Right. But the actual future design of driverless cars is there isn't a front seat, there isn't a back seat. You're kind of like in the pod. Right, right. So it seems that Jaguar and obviously other cars company car companies have figured this out um, it makes you car sick so what Jaguar is trying to do is attempt to use sensors to they place okay so they make a score as to you know how car sick can you be <laughs> right from zero so to throwing used, up in the front seat right so they used a bunch of Land Rover uh, cars and obviously they had an individual wellness score or a measure of a person's susceptibility to motion sickness, which, by the way, we should know it has a real name. It's called kinetosis. That's the medical term for motion sickness. Kina means okay. motion. Tosis means I'm going to throw up, I think. <laughs> but so they get this score calculated using a device that's still in development and undergoing patent approval. And, and like we say about a lot of future technologies, or at least I do, you know, we can get all excited about future technologies, but until the security is worked out and now the motion sickness is worked right. out, yeah, it, it's not going to be in common usage for quite a while. So the details on all this are sketchy, but what they're using is non-invasive biometric sensor, sensors that record the passenger's physiological signals. By combining the data with motion and dynamics data of the car, the vehicle is able to tell when someone is becoming motion sick before they experience symptoms. Right. So I don't know. Does that mean the car pulls over to the side of the road so you can puke out yeah, the window? Yeah, I'd love to know or... how that works. I mean, what it yeah, does is so... it opens a little dispenser in the car and gives you a Dramamine yeah, right. tablet. <laughs> so, you know, I never considered that this could be an issue, and absolutely it can be it's great. a real it's a, issue. Yeah. I never thought so, of this before either. Neither did I. And and it obviously makes sense because well, this has definitely happened to us in VR. I mean, oh, you get definitely. car sick. So what they're trying to do, they're continuing to develop self-driving technology. And this research has allowed the creation of a drive-style benchmark to ensure autonomous development is the smoothest, least motion sickness inducing, and ultimately will enable a cabin most set up for performing other activities. So see, that's what I was saying, Mark. The car of the right. future is not going to have the front seat and the back seat. No, We're going to no, be no. sitting that's around a little circle in a little pod, which is what they're saying right here. And, you know, what is going to be the puke seat? Uh, yeah. This is going to yeah. be very interesting. It's not something we've taken 
taken seriously, or even I haven't even thought of it. So that was no, a real eye opener. I would have used this. I would love to have uh, used this study last year when I went to Universal Studios and stupidly got on the Harry Potter ride, and was right? literally sick for hours after. It took me like two. I'm such a macho guy. It took me like two hours before I could actually walk well without feeling like I was going right? to throw up. Yeah. Right. You know. Uh, it's great. Hi, Valencia. Good to see you. Hey, Hi, Valencia. Jim Katzman. I do see you now and Uncle Bill. Yeah, um, welcome, everybody. Yeah, emotion sickness is a thing, and we really have to consider it when we're talking about all this future stuff. You oh, know, yeah. humans are humans. You're not going to rewire the human brain. <laughs> no, no. It's, so. That's really, really interesting stuff, and I guess we'll find out soon enough, huh? Uh, let's see. So Apple, this is interesting. Apple's going to start selling refurbished iPhones. And you're a big fan of refurbished phone, uh, not phones, I'm refurbished huge, everything. Well, well, wait a minute. Would you like, like Uncle Bill, I know you're an iPhone fan. How would you like a refurbished iPhone 8 or 8 Plus starting at $499? Yeah. Now, I mean, here we're talking phones that people can afford. So Apple's online store has started selling iPhone 8 and 8 Plus devices. And obviously, space gray, silver, gold devices in the 64 gigabyte variant. And prices start at 499 for the iPhone 8 and 599 for the iPhone 8 Plus. Yeah. Um, Saves about 100 bucks. Exactly. Exactly. And they're great phones. I mean, let's, let's talk about that in that there are a whole lot of new innovations. But I don't know half of what my phone does. I mean, I'm yeah, always I mean, discovering so things. things. Oh, so yeah, if so you're many... continually discovering things on a phone, um, we are thinking of doing a trip. And we both said to each other, we really have to learn our phones right. and understand the cameras because we don't know. You know, we're point and, sh point and shoot people, excuse me. So uh, it's going to be a real education. So well, yeah. if you can get these iPhones... Again, I highly recommend refurbished and go to Apple and get them. It's a great idea. And, Mark, you carry on. You know, they came out with a new MacBook Air, was well, it? Well, yeah. You know, uh, what I found fascinating was in this new announcement, you know, they, they released their new iPad. And the new iPad, which is, you know, again, bigger, faster, stronger, blah, blah, blah. And when you compare them side by side, as a consumer, you go, well, I'm not really seeing it, you know. I, I don't really get the difference. But the bigger thing is that if you get the new iPad with a terabyte of uh, storage and all the bells and whistles, it's $2,300 mm -hmm. for the new iPad. Who's going to spend $2,300 on an iPad? I well, mean, I don't think Kurt is going to get all the bells and whistles, but he had the big iPad, the well, iPad me too. Pro with the, yeah, with that's the pencil. Yeah, that's what I have. Yep. And he is probably going to get a new one, mainly because the battery is getting shot on it. Okay. And I, you know, and I don't know if you bring it back to Apple, if they're going to say, well, your battery's shot, you've got to get a new one. I don't know what they do, you know, yeah, because actually, I've never brought I'm... anything to an Apple store. So it's just not charging? Yeah, he has to keep it plugged in all the time. Interesting. Yeah, so it probably is a battery issue. But, yeah, I mean, and a lot of the articles that I read about this are, well, you know, people are going to stop using the MacBook, and they're going to use the new iPad. And I actually, as much as I love my iPad and I use it nonstop all the time, I don't know that I would replace my laptop computer 
for you know you and I have talked about this typing on an iPad doing you you know your kind of work you when you write your books you type on what kind of system oh I type on a desktop I type on a desktop with a huge screen so I can keep a browser open on one side with twenty or so tabs open because I'm doing research and I'm double checking things. And then I have Word open, and I may have Excel open. I may have a bunch of things open. Right. So, so you use it. Uh, well, the real thing, and I wrote about this, I think, on my blog, is that tablets are for entertainment. Yes, tablets I believe that. Tablets yep. are for email, things like that. You can have fun mm-hmm. with them. Yep. But you need a laptop to produce work. I okay? agree, totally agree with you. If, if you're doing work... You can do it lightly on a mm-hmm. tablet, but you know nothing really beats multiple screens or a huge Absolutely. screen if you're doing real work. And, and the fact is, a whole bunch of people in the world don't really produce real work. There aren't a lot of people who are doing spreadsheets. They're not keeping their eye on uh, stock reports. They're not keeping right. an eye on a bunch of things. They don't need it. So that could be a real death knell for the laptops, but I don't think the market will ever go away. I mean, I'm seeing some really great gaming desktops that are coming out now. Um, There is, you know, one is for production, and the other one is mostly for entertainment, for absorbing and reading and enjoying. And it's, you know, as I use mine at at work, I have three different screens. You know, it's a a business, and I need the three different screens, and it's my uh, desktop PC. When I come home, I am only on my iPad. I haven't turned on my PC at home probably, honestly, in two years. I, I don't remember the last time I turned it on. I use my iPad all the time. But for this show, I use my laptop. Because it's you know I'm searching for stories. Because you have you... to have you have to have Skype open. You have to have yeah. a bunch of things open. Yeah, you you need a larger work area. It's the yeah. difference between working at a desk and sitting on the sofa and working. Yeah, very uh, there, interesting. There is a big difference. So if I'm you're really going to be curious. producing, yeah. Yeah, well, no, I was going to say I'm really curious to see if people will go out and spend plus two thousand dollars plus on an iPad, which they can buy for. Six to twelve hundred dollars, let's say. If you got all the bells and whistles in the iPad Pro 12.9 inch, you spent probably twelve or thirteen hundred dollars. Well, a thousand dollars, that's a pretty damn big leap from what you were paying before. Although we got people to spend twelve, thirteen hundred dollars on phones now. So who knows? But I know well, I'm not and, spending twenty three hundred bucks on it. There are some people who keep their laptops on all the time and just close them and put them down. Right. Or at least that's what I see on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, personally I'm, never I'm, I'm, knew anybody in real life who actually did that. No, you right. know they kind of turn on their laptop before they work and turn yeah, it off exactly. when they're done. I mean, so maybe I'm you know I'm not one of the hip cool kids who just leaves it on, tosses it on the sofa, and walks away. Yeah, you know, exactly. when I'm done with my work, I close it down. And when you're using a tablet, that isn't the situation. On a tablet, you leave it on. You just tap it, it's on. You, It's a lot more convenient. But yeah, if you're tempted by getting the new MacBook Air, which, you know, that was one of the announcements. It's yep. it's a big deal. It uh, gets a retina display, touch ID, and oh, it's, it's only pretty... $1,200. Yeah, which is kind of funny when you think about the story we were just talking about. Are you going to spend 2300 on your iPad if you can get an iMac Pro for 1200 Right, and I think it comes in gold, too. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it does. I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Apple's I never mean, been big on the colors like you, you you're used to in the phones and the thing, the tablets you've gotten. But yeah, no, it's I mean, great. Twelve hundred dollars, uh, eighth gen Intel dual core i5, eight gigabytes, sixteen gigabytes of twenty one thirty three megahertz memory. Um, right. Fabulous. One twenty eight gigabyte SSD is the bottom, all the way up to one point five terabyte. 13.3-inch screen, and boom, there's my issue, a 13.3-inch screen. I can't right. really, if I'm writing, and but I'm always going to have to end up going to a bigger screen if I'm working. And well, yeah. just because the pixel display gets tighter, that doesn't make it easier to read. <laughs> right, correct. It makes it crisper. But anyway, so if you're considering for $1,200, this is a great deal for a brand new MacBook Air, why don't you consider taking your old computer, perhaps your old MacBook, and sell it on eBay or somewhere else? We've talked about Gazelle, and eBay has a service, but you can sell it yourself. And I just wanted to quickly give the tips on what you should do to clean off your computer before Yeah, that, which is very important. Yeah, so, okay. So, first thing you do, um, you need to sign out of all your accounts, especially iTunes, which limits you to using the app on only five computers. <laughs> I haven't deauthorized iTunes from anything, so I don't know what kind of trouble I could get in because I have <laughs> iTunes on everything. But I'm not a Mac person. So, open iTunes, the first thing. Go to account authorizations, and then deauthorize this computer. You're going to have to remember your Apple ID and password and hit the deauthorize button. Next, iCloud. Go to System Preferences, iCloud, and click the Sign Out button. You'll be asked if you want to keep a copy of your iCloud data on your Mac, but it doesn't matter how you answer because you're going to be erasing everything in a minute anyway. So right. just sign out. Be sure you sign out because if you haven't signed out and you erase everything on your computer, you're going to erase your entire backup when it syncs. So just sign out. Mm -hmm. So next you open the Messages app. Go to Messages, Preferences, and click Accounts. Choose your iMessage account and then click Sign Out. So if you're handing down your old iMac to a kid or someone else in your house, then it's a good idea also to unpair any Bluetooth devices so your mouse or keyboard uh, that controls your new Mac doesn't interfere with the old one, you know, if it's going to be used in the same house. Right. So go to System Preferences, Bluetooth, mouse over the device you want to unpair, click the X button to the right of its name, and click Remove. And then you're going to have to do the terrifying factory reset which dun, dun, dun. you have to put your MacBook into recovery mode in order to erase all of your data and reinstall Mac OS. To enter recovery mode, restart your Mac and immediately press and hold Command-R. When you release the keys, you'll see the Apple logo. <clears throat> Next, you'll see the Mac OS Utilities window. Choose Disk Utility, click Continue, and select your startup disk. Uh, it's probably named Macintosh HD or something similar. Then, here it is, click the Erase button at the top of the Disk Utility window and fill out one of these three fields. You can change the name of the computer or just leave Macintosh HD. 
format, choose either APFS or macOS Extended Journal. The newer AFP, uh, APFS is better for solid-state drives, and the macOS Extended is best for older mechanical drives. Uh, then you select the scheme as GUID partition map and click Erase. And it does its thing. Now you sh should have, when you restart, a brand new computer. And you select Reinstall Mac OS. And after Mac OS has been reinstalled, you're greeted by the Setup Assistant. So now you know you have a brand new, clean Apple computer that you can comfortably go sell somewhere. There you go. That, and if and if you weren't going to sell it or get rid of it, and you watch as many spy shows as I have, take it out of the backyard, open the back of it, take out your hard drive, and beat it up with a with a hammer, because <laughs> I never believe that anything's disappeared from a hard drive. But they well, I don't think it does either, honestly. Yeah, yeah, burn so, it. Just throw it in a in a can and burn it. Uh, so yeah, that's that's very interesting. Uh, thank you for that uh, bit and tips of information. Okay, so what do we have to do tonight at midnight? We don't have to do it if you have phones and electronics because they do it. Well, but you have we have I have world clocks. I have I love yeah I have some I love mechanical clocks. Too. I, I right. enjoy it. Um, yeah, you got to set your time ahead. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the time change? You know, I don't care really at all. But my wife, who has uh, night vision issues hates it when it's darker early because she cannot stay out as late because she can't drive when it's dark. So for her, it's it's a devastating moment for me. It doesn't really affect me one way or the other, other than, you know, when we have to lose an hour of sleep and I'm getting up in the morning to work out or go to work. But uh, no, I don't care. How about you? Well, because I've traveled a lot internationally, I know how to work with my circadian rhythm in my body. But according to Northwestern University, it's a big deal for some people. And the master clock in your brain is pretty hardwired, and it's synchronized to the 24-hour light-dark cycle. So daylight is a primary clue to reset the body clock every day. So if it comes earlier, it could throw a lot of people off. My personal hack for all of this is, have you ever heard of melatonin? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so melatonin is a sleep hormone. If you take it, it helps you go to sleep. So if you need help going to sleep a little earlier, I, you can always take melatonin, which, you know, I am not a doctor. I am just, <laughs> she just plays giving one you anecdotal advice. Right. But, you know, you can also stock up on nourishing foods. Um, since it gets dark so early in the evening, uh, instead of going to bed at 11 p.m., try 10 p.m. Right. You know, instead, uh, get extra sleep, eat protein, all that healthy stuff. But bottom line, it's, it's going to happen. And, you know, I was thinking about it because California was trying to put where the, we voted on whether to keep it or whether to not have it. Well, no, we're, we're know, voting to sink it. It's, it's a weird bill. We're voting to sink it with the federal which I didn't know we were never associated with. So you're voting to, to sync with federal, and I don't even know what that means, frankly. Okay, well, I thought about it. Now, you work a lot with the East Coast, don't you? Yeah, yep. Right, so it's bad enough. We know that it's three hours ahead of us. But if it wasn't three hours ahead, and then we, we would have to relearn Central Time, Mountain Time, 
Right. We'd ha- we would have to re- and that to me is a whole lot more confusing than going to sleep an hour earlier. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't. And in the sleep, you know, it's interesting. And I, you probably read what I've read recently. There are so many studies now talking about how important getting seven or eight hours of sleep is for your health. Yep. Yep. Uh, they even say it fends off Alzheimer's. Yeah, and heart attacks can they say yep. happen when yep. you know. So if you're not getting, you know, don't don't go with all oh, four hours of sleep is enough for me. I tend to get about eight hours of sleep a night. How about you? Um, I always get, always get eight hours at least sleep a night. I, I think it's, okay. it's, important. It, it's really important. And that's why I mentioned um, melatonin, because I take melatonin every night, and I ask my doctor what my dosage should be. Mm-hmm. And I recommend to anybody who wants to tell it, take it, talk to your doctor. He knows about it, and it will help you get a good, solid night's sleep. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so important. Uh, okay. So uh, you've now been uh, given your tip of the day by uh, Tech Radio. Uh, yeah. Turn your clocks for, wait, back. Yeah, turn your clocks back tonight. Spring ahead, um, fall back. Spring ahead, <laughs> fall back. Correct. So Apple has been changing. I, it seems like it's some hideous plot. Every time I turn around, Apple's changing the way that you plug in your devices so you found a story about what what cables do you need for what devices, and it gets a little confusing. Well, I I, I want to say hello to Ray Gordon, who's making a hey, bunch Ray. of fun, snarky comments on the show. As he they're, they're, does. The Thank peanut you. gallery is having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Linda exactly. Sherman, Jim Katzman, yeah, you guys are hysterical. Oh, Jim Katzman just tweets anyway. So cable cable magic. That's it's, it's a little bit crazy. We all have to learn about new cables, not just Apple people, mm-hmm. because I went from having the regular mini USB cable on mm-hmm. my Android phone to the new ones that have USB-C. Right. My new computer has a USB-C outlet, which freaked me yeah, out altogether because I thought, what yeah. am I going to plug into that? Right. But... I'm brilliant. What I figured out is USB-C is way faster. So I went to Amazon and I got a USB dongle, you know, the high-speed one that's blue, which is USB Mm -hmm. 3. Mm -hmm. So I have that plugged in. So that's my USB dongle for the the phone. I mean, you know, for anything. It's great. Lots of changing stuff. All right. Well, we'll be back with Buy of the Week and some future tech talk when we come back. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen. Join us in the next two of two of Tech Radio or on the archives. This is WS Radio Networks, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there, too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com, on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. 
I've heard this is like one of the best pizza spots in town. Yes, it is. I'll do a slice of pepperoni, slice of vegetarian. You got it. And I will pay for all of that in three days. In three days? <laughs> What's that mean? Well, wait, you accept credit cards. That money's not going to hit your account for three days anyway. I need my money quicker. At Chase, we hear you. With Express Funding, card payments are in your Chase account the next business day. Go to chase.com slash express funding. Chase for business, so you can. Compensated participation. All businesses are subject to credit approval. Not all clients are eligible for next business day funding and additional terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. You've heard me talking about Progressive Medical Center. They have helped me feel my best. And Dr. Gulley, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Why is that such a big deal at Progressive Medical Center, and how can that make me feel better? Integrative medicine is just good medicine. It's combining the best of traditional medicine, nutritional medicine, natural medicine, and really helping the patient get to the root cause so they can take control of their health and really make an impact to improve not only their energy, their vitality, and just their overall outlook on their health and their life. I procrastinate for a long time before I finally made an appointment. So why should someone not delay and go ahead and get set up and come see you guys? Any journey begins with that first step. And that first step means making a decision to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Whether you have fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, not sleeping well, not concentrating, all of these issues, you can get to the root cause. So many of us here at The Fish have gotten help from Progressive Medical Center. So why don't you find out more from them today? Go to ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. Education, industry experts, back to the basics. Is your company using the Internet of Things to its fullest potential? Enlist the Peggy Smedley Institute and its team of experts to create a customized plan for how to apply the IoT to your specific needs. Learn everything you need to know to achieve tangible business outcomes in today's digital economy. Contact us at 630-933-0844 at 630-933-0844 or visit learnitiot.com. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 